Hey friends, this is episode 20 of the Becoming Human podcast, and in this episode, was inspired by people's determination to be able to sustain off of their own art. I've met a lot of people who create beautiful works of art, they pack it away in some corner of their house, or pass it along to one of their friends, writing it off as some folly. Or just another way to spend their leisure time. I've also met few people who develop those interests thoroughly. Where they climb so deep into the rabbit hole that they find a way to survive off of what they fixate on. And this is why I brought my pal Joe Rowetter on today. He's a tattoo artist fresh out of an apprenticeship and an amateur MMA fighter looking to go pro fighting out of Livewire MMA. We had a great conversation, and I hope you guys enjoy. But before we dig in, here's a song by the Living Arrows called Wild at Heart. You can check them out on YouTube or Bandcamp. Have a good summer, you fucks. Way late on the forest floor Satiated yet wild for more So lead me to the forest edge Take me to your riverbed Lead me Lead me Take me Take me Lead me What I said Take me Take me Lead me Bed. Lead 
Hey friends, this is my buddy Joe. Alright, what's going on? Joe Willwitter here. Just doing a uh, podcast with my buddy Willie. So, you're a tattoo artist by trade. What, what kind of got you into that? Like, have you always been into drawing or? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I started drawing uh, as a little kid. Loved it. I loved tracing and, and, and trying to follow the lines on the on the line sheets of paper and, and whatnot and, and just really fell in love with tattoos mm-hmm. as a kid. Damn. And would you, did your parents support you in the process too or was it kind of like, you know, that's just, that's a hobby kind of thing as uh, you're growing up? No, absolutely not. They, they supported me 100%. They, uh, my 18th birthday, they, they well, this is my mom at the time, but she uh, helped pitch in to give me my first tattoo kit. Really? Yep. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. And so that's something you've been seriously pursuing even yeah. in your childhood. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I've never stopped drawing. I've, I'm always drawing. I love drawing. It's like my my meditation. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I get that from oh, yoga. Yeah. Yep. The, um, what, what's the process of trying to actually become professional in tattoo? I mean, you don't have to go into it super deep details but do you have to market yourself and apprentice with someone or oh yeah yeah there's got to be an apprentice you got to you got to start off with somebody that knows what the fuck they're doing really uh sorry yeah no you're fine yeah you can cuss, cuss man it's oh. the internet fuck this shit yep okay yeah and deal then um but yeah you you definitely got to get uh i'm a hands-on learner mm-hmm. and so yeah i was i think 20 when i stepped into a shop to look for an apprenticeship i've gotten tattoos before that though and whatnot and but i really i i I did tattoos here and there you know when i got the kit but it was a crappy kit crappy ink Mm -hmm. you know starting off with free tattoos and stuff and and as soon as i I felt confident enough with my drawing skills i I stepped into a, a shop it was called brothers inc at the time and uh and they took me in and and taught me more of the preparation for a tattoo than actually tattooing. Oh, okay. Um, preparation in artwork or preparation with the client? Uh, preparation in kind of the client and uh, just like setting up and sterilization. Okay. Because that's, I mean, the absolute number one thing. You got to have all sterile equipment. You got to scrub your shit and 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 throw it into. Uh, I don't even know what it's called. Is it like alcohol sterilization? Or yeah, yeah, it's thing? like a heat pot kind oh, of thing, you know? Whoa, really? 
Yeah, yeah, the, the temperature in that, that it'll burn off any kind of bacteria that's ever on them. Surprised, I thought they would have used alcohol. Damn. Well, that was back in, well, no, they were using, you know, the metal grips, tips, mm-hmm. all that shit. And, wow. And uh, I, I turned to dis- disposable stuff. It's well, a lot easier just to throw it away. It's a little more expensive, but it's definitely worth the risk, mm-hmm. you know. Just getting rid of all that stuff and and having a new fresh set straight out the package. Yeah, and how long does it usually go? You do you usually do an apprenticeship for? Uh, it's it could take years. Really, an apprenticeship it could take years to even be able to do your first tattoo in a tattoo shop. Uh, an apprenticeship again, just because I didn't get enough. Yeah, exactly. and I knew I didn't get enough with the tattoos. I was. I was I was producing, and uh, I got a, I got a, another mentorship at uh, apprenticeship at uh, Empire, mm-hmm. and David, he's one of the best gray wash portrait artists around. Uh, it's gray wash portrait artists. That's uh, where they only use black and gray. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he does color too, but is 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 perfection is gray wash and portraits and he's just the, the most amazing tattooer I've ever wow. come, come across and uh, and uh, he uh, he offered me a spot because I got a tattooed by him a couple of times and, and I was talking about my tattooing and and, and one thing led to another he, he got a new spot I got tattooed, and he asked me to you know, hang around and, and see if this is something that I'm really pursuing and whatnot. And was trying to get a feel for me before he asked. Yeah. And so that came about, and uh, and I learned, like, my tattooing went from garage to right under him. Really? Wow. Yeah, I worked. I worked for him for about six months, and uh, and then I I met my old lady, and and she was having a baby coming and stuff, and so it was it was time for me to to back off the dreams. Yeah, because I wasn't quite there to quit my job, mm-hmm. but I was making good money. I was really and uh, oh, oh yeah. Shit. What you were making good money off of clients, or uh, were they paying you? It was, it was clients. Oh, clients. I, there was a percentage I had to give oh. David for my spot, but I mean, I had a solid spot, my own room, my own complete setup. Oh, that's dope. And uh, but my job was, you know, I was getting off at like three thirty, and after race home, shower, change, and then uh, come back. Wow, that takes some commitment. And it, and it was, and it was. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have traded for the world. Yeah, exactly. I've learned so much, and I love being in a shop and being around. You know, all these people coming in and out, just with these crazy ideas, and it just fascinates me what people want and and what their ideas on things are, and and just how cool I, I feel like I can make that happen and 
I mean, my it was just like a dojo. Yeah, exactly. That's you what I was mean? thinking of. I'm so comfortable stuff. in a shop and around those people to where it was it was not work at all. I would have stayed there and apprenticed with them for free. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It sounds like you kind of form o- almost a community, essentially, like family. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, we we had our ups and downs for sure. Just yeah, you know, him on his time kind of thing, and and he had a lot of family things, and and and, and you know, going to all his kids, you know, football. Oh yeah, and stuff like that and whatnot. But you know, the the amount I've learned in the little time I was there. I I wouldn't trade it for anything. You yeah. know, that it was so knowledgeable and and he was so cool and and when he was there, he uh, he was yeah, one of the best mentors uh, a guy could ask for. Wow. Something. And that, and I got a lot of uh a lot of love and a lot of appreciation and respect for him. That's incredible. Sounds mm-hmm. like you guys really formed a tight bond too and you're being around a lot of people who are hungry. I think that's important. Absolutely, whatever you're doing, man. Yeah, yeah. His his big thing was, you know, he wanted to make me better than him. Yeah. See, that's the that's so. the best sign of a best or a good sign for a good teacher. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. And so now, you're um, what do you call it? After your little one's been born and stuff like that, are you uh, now trying to market yourself and get out on your own or well yeah i i i, I kind of backed off the tattooing because i mean that was taken up day and night yeah till midnight you know and uh that was no way to exactly have a baby and and try to you know juggle all that so i i, I dialed that back and uh kind of set up a little studio at my house and and have just been tattooing you know loyal customers or or i haven't been Mm -hmm. taking on anybody new or anything like that and just uh really focusing on the art aspect i see and and focus on my drawing and 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 my color skills and stuff like that and and working on some of these other big projects i've been i haven't been really posting anything on facebook lately but i've been i've been staying pretty busy yeah projects and then show them to everybody and you uh when you do projects and stuff like that you usually put it up on like social media and it's just to ga- yeah. gather more you know interest and mm-hmm. show your collection of your artwork yeah yeah that's yeah, uh it's another reason why i haven't been doing it because it's not the ideal place i want to be tattooing and, and taking on new customers and new clients and stuff like that i just so when i reveal all the incredible work i've been doing and Shit, I just want it to be in a comfortable mm-hmm. you environment. You want the right time. Yeah, place. yeah. So it's it's not like I've, I've been holding out and not tattooing and whatnot. I just, you know, with the little time I get, yeah, uh, I'm either training or tattooing. And, and I, I can see that in you, that you um, you don't have any, it doesn't seem like you have any issues with consistency at all. You Like you're legitimately hungry. Oh so yeah. Some people struggle with consistency, but I don't know. There's there's those people that you can tell where they're gonna get it no matter what, and I think that is the definition, you know. And um, 
have you so this process is like kind of like how a musician finds their own voice you find your own uh style kind of as it goes along yeah that's that's one thing i've been actually really trying to work on is uh uh drawn uh, different styles through my own twist to it like you know Japanese is really the only one I don't really fuck with because Japanese has so many rules, so many... Oh, really? There's, like, actual... Oh, absolutely. Rules. Like, to the colors of the koi fish, to... to Putting cherry blossoms or maple leaves on stuff. They, I mean, oh. it's really in-depth. And I've, been, I've been researching a lot and drawing a lot of Japanese traditionally. That's like Japan, you know, and... Uh, yeah, yeah, it's like one specific martial art. Like. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. I just thought Japanese because it looks like you know cultural shit from Japan. Yeah, That's yeah, it's a trip. Yeah, there's Whoa. there's actual rules involved in that. Like, you know, it, and a lot of people take offense if it's not traditionally done. Yeah, and. That's something I don't want to fuck with because I, I have a lot of respect for Japanese. It's beautiful and it's perfect, and you don't need to add shit to it. Exactly, you know? it's nice and, the way. It and, is. and 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 everybody wants it. Every, it. Like a lot of people have full sleeve dragons and koi fish and you know omni demons and shit like that. And it's 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 fascinating to see that. Not in Japan. Yeah. And you know what I mean? So attraction. It's, and so it's... it's, And they're huge pieces, which takes up a lot of hours, which relevant means a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. And that's something that I want to pursue in my tattoo career, along with my own kind of flair on things, but have something to fall back on like Japanese. Yeah. So I, I want to try to perfect that as best as I can get that knocked out so that I'm always tattooing and and when other people come with some kind of idea to where I could throw my flair onto it mm -hmm. perfect enjoy the tattoo artist it's rare that I ever find a tattoo artist though to where they just they just trace and that's it but I really like ones where I can come to to a tattoo artist with my idea and then they expand on my idea with their artistic impression yeah, another thing I've been really getting into is uh, just freehand drawing it. Really? Onto the skin. Oh, whoa. Mm -hmm. is it, so, what makes that more difficult? Is it... Uh, it's just not... It's not something you get to follow. It's not a fine-lined, like, stick and print. Oh, I see. That you just follow that really fine line with your fine line. Yeah. You know? Oh, because it all, like, smudges out. I never thought yeah, about it's that. it's like a marker, you know, and... You can get those fine tip markers and, and kind of doodle it, but yeah, yeah. I just use a few different colored markers to uh, to get the you know the the general aspect of like. I think the last thing I did was like a wing. Mm-hmm. On, on a previous piece I've done, and I'd use like a yellow marker and just get the the basic shape of it. The orange marker, start throwing some some feathers and stuff into the wing and and like a purple or blue marker just yeah. depends and, and, and get some details in there and, and oh you like layer with the colors okay that's pretty cool yeah yeah it takes a while but it's definitely 
it's if they're looking for something nobody has it's it's the way to go yeah and, and to have that kind of trust that uh, i'll do a good job on that and make it look good and be completely custom mm-hmm. it's, wow. it's a lot of fun for me i can't wait to check out your work man yeah <laughs> um assuming that someone can't draw whatsoever how would you suggest them trying to transition to where they could at least draw something uh someone can identify uh youtube 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 and uh, i mean yeah i learned a lot from empire and david and the you know shading techniques and all that stuff but youtube's really taught me how to to not struggle on drawing a rose Mm. you know to not find it difficult to add things to a previous you know tattoo to to add you know depth and character and the right amount of shading in you know contrast in certain tattoos and to make them look more realistic or pop or you know mm-hmm. and all that shit's intuitive because you're not like memorizing a design and then reiterating that design mm-hmm. you're just flying by the seat of your pants i mean yeah it's so hard for me to like yeah. conceptualize it damn that my whole thing is is that like i would go i want paint for instance mm-hmm. and look up something online and get inspired and genuine generally i would take that image and i it makes gives me a different idea essentially and outside of recreating that image i fall flat when i ever try to like do something basically just flowing off of an idea and but I think it's probably because I haven't gotten deep into drawing or anything like that. With for you, were you always really good at uh, drawing, or was it a a mountain you had to climb? No, I was really good at drawing. You were? I was. Yeah, it was. You know, as a kid, drawing. You know, my favorite cartoon characters like Bugs Bunny and and Daffy Duck and and shit like that. Just as best as knowledge as I can do on my head to the paper. And then I'd go and I'd see a picture of them and and look at the picture and then draw them and see where oh. my mind doesn't make sense to the my you know my eyes yeah and and then I I'd, I'd scratch all that and try to draw it from my mind again really yeah and see where I learned from the image without seeing the image that'd be hard. I'm gonna have to try that now. Yeah, this is shit I I was doing at ten. You know, this is Jesus something that I really wanted to focus on to where it was all in my head. Anything that I seen in my head that I pictured, I could throw on paper. Wow, that's crazy that that kind of got you when you were young like that. Mm-hmm. It's it's rare for people. Most of the time, people stumble throughout their entire lives and they don't even understand what really makes them feel fulfilled on the inside you know what i mean yeah no it's it's kept me from a lot of uh of social interaction yeah exactly kept me inside on a lot of sunny days kind of thing yeah just really wanting i was just even back then when i was a kid i just I i was my own worst critic wow you know and uh i i hated losing yeah exactly i, I know how that feels man mm-hmm and have you always wanted to do martial arts, or where did that come into the picture? 
Oh, Jesus. Um, that all came from you know, being socially awkward as a kid. You're socially being awkward as a kid? I know you said you stayed inside drawing, but... Well, I mean... I had I had, you know, my awkward moments and stuff as a kid, and then, mm-hmm. and and rather not be accepted because I don't want to be accepted, and yeah, you know I, what I mean. I started rejecting groups as well because I was resentful because they belonged and I didn't. Yeah, I yeah. didn't want to be told no. Yeah. you know what I mean. So I didn't bother. You know exactly. Like, yep, I overdosed when I was a kid, and everyone was like, "Drug addict." I just said, fuck you, and yeah. I created my own shit by myself. But yeah. uh, it, Well, I mean, uh, at least you're not getting looked down upon by yourself. Yeah, you know? exactly. And, and so I just I spent a lot of time with the couple of friends I had and, and a lot of time drawing or, you know, just doing kid stuff by myself. Like, I'd go to these bike jumps my older brother and his friends made and... If they didn't want to go, I'd go by myself and, and you know, fix bike jumps and, and jump them. and little yeah. daredevil. God damn. Oh, yeah. I'm big time daredevil. <laughs> yep. That's how I was when I was a kid, too. I did my uh, first Superman when I was, was six. And I was pulling back in. It was on accident, by the way, because my dad told me not to hit the brakes before the tabletop. It was, uh-huh. at, a, it was at a race. And I'm like, okay. And I don't hit it. And I go up in the air. My feet go back. I'm like, I pull my feet over and my nuts just hit the frame and I stop in place, fall to the ground and just start crying. It's horrible. Yeah, yeah, bingo. That's the right answer for that. Yep. I've done that before too. Fucking adrenaline rush. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh it's yeah, didn't feel too good. Nope. <laughs> nope, but uh, fuck, what were we talking about? We're talking about uh, MMA, childhood. Okay, yeah, so you know, being socially awkward and whatnot and, and, and bouncing around from school to school. You know, you moved a lot. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. I I moved about every other year. It seemed like military child. No, no, just bad child. Damn, <laughs> damn. And uh, so you know, going from a, a school you've known since you're six, seven, to jumping to another school, getting picked on, not knowing exactly what that felt like and so you you're taking offense and fighting and shit like that like it just it, it happened more frequent in high school and and stuff like that I, I i get picked on don't like it don't know how to deal with it and uh you know got told by my parents like it, you know if you're getting picked on if you ain't starting it you finish it. Oh. You know what I mean? And you won't get in trouble if you get suspended as long as you're not starting, you're not picking on anybody, but don't let nobody, you know, step on you. Damn. Sounds like your parents had a really good blend of you can do anything that you want and, ba- yeah, like supporting you. Huh. Like as long as it's in the right. Over or under, like overly supporting you or under. That's, wow. Yeah, so yeah, it, went, it went from... Uh, you know, getting suspended in elementary school and stuff like that for stupid shit. To it, I, I went to school in Mount Vernon, and you know the the population of 
Hispanics oh, okay. to whites to, you know. How, how is it? It wasn't. It wasn't good when I was in elementary really? school, and uh, and they 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 pinpointed me for some reason, and uh, I I never backed down. Holy shit! You know, and it came to a point where I'd walk home from school, and these group of Mexicans or Hispanic. I'm sorry about that. Um, you're intense. All about intention, man. Yeah. Well, these these group of Hispanic people, you know, were walking behind me, and uh, they'd pick on me the whole entire time, and to the point where one of them would come back and push me, and and I I get pushed into a ditch, a little ravine thing with water and shit, and I came home, and that's when they told me it was it was, you know. It's okay to defend yourself, you know. Yeah. And after that, I, it was a flip and switch, and so I didn't put up with nothing. Exactly. You know? I know what the what it felt like to get my ass kicked. Mm-hmm. So that shit didn't hurt. All that fear went away. The I know fear went away. Well. The fear went away, and uh, and I I put hands on the dude, and then the other people would come and shit like that but at least i got one of them yeah exactly and i was proud of myself for that no shit that one dude ain't gonna mess with me by himself i know that that turn in courage too and then uh you know it came to me walking to the skate park and walking down the wrong alleyway and getting jumped what how old were you i was about 10 or 11 Shit! Getting jumped by these kids, my sto- my skateboard stolen, you know, just stupid kid shit. Oh, just stupid kid yeah. shit. Then having to go to the parents' house and uh, and uh, trying to get my skateboard back, and ended up fighting them all one on one. What? Because their dad said that. <laughs> Holy shit! And uh, just to teach them a lesson, and uh, ended up beating them all up except for one. One was younger, so he, you know, the dad didn't let him fight. Yeah. And I realized that, you know, I, I kind of got a gift, you know. Uh-huh. It's like I, I'm fearless, and I, I can throw a punch, and that was something I kind of kept with an ego. Oh yeah. I and. Uh, and and skipped, uh, you know, from school to school because of these fights and and whatnot. And he came to high school, and I went to, to all four high schools here. Yeah. In Skagit. Damn. Because of fights. Mm-hmm. And uh, I finished out in Cedro, where I only got in two fights there, but they let me back in and graduated. But after that, it was like a. A good year or so since I got my last fight, and I was living with a roommate at the time, and he wasn't much of a scrapper, but it, he was just—he knew all the stories. He knew I liked to fight and stuff, and was just like, "Why don't we get in more fights?" And we we're partying hard yeah. at the time. And so, <laughs> oh shit! And we have parties at our house and stuff, and it was just crazy. It was a crazy year yeah. that we lived together, and we we got some scraps and. We just got tired of getting 86 out of bars and, and arrested and shit like that and just being punked. Mm-hmm. Having a negative impact on your life, kind of. Oh, yeah, definitely. And so uh, 
I think we, I went and saw my buddy fight for the first time, and uh, and this coach was fighting too, Matt Coble, mm-hmm. and uh, we all met up at at a bar afterwards, and I talked to Matt and stuff, and and he was super stoked to meet me and stuff, and just really like upbringing, yeah, and really motivating to, to come in, and it's not the kind of you know ego. That's what I was worried about initially as well. Yeah. 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 So it was really nice to go in there and not feel like like it, uh, you got a target yeah. on you. Or you're swamped in meatheads. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I I just took that on and fell in love with it and and seen and felt and heard how much potential I really have at this and and what kind of uh kind of discipline mm-hmm. it could bring and help that would do for me because I was I was not a good kid yeah. before then and this was kind of like my ticket to being you know an outstanding citizen and not being the punk that nobody wants to hang out with or is scared to say no to to hang out with or you know what I mean like I just I, I didn't uh downward spiraling essentially and you yeah i didn't want to just be a downward spiral i wanted to have some kind of stability in my life yeah um when we lack any sense of like artificial struggle artificial isn't stuff we take on because you know we, we want to achieve whatever's at the end of the tunnel or the, just the whole process itself when we don't have those things we tend to fill our our lives with real struggle like seek out you know uh, like if you get in fights all the time and stuff like that, like that's a form of struggle, and it takes this artificial struggle. Not it's fucking great. It's amazing. It's something you're learning basically, and mm-hmm. it's that all that pressure that comes inside of that learning process to where you don't struggle at this you know downwards, the thing where you're downward spiraling. You're struggling now with learning a new technique, and I, I've seen that in myself where I have made. Um, very poor choices at one point in time many points in time but uh, one in specific and like for instance it was the women where I was with women in order to be able to fill some sort of void I was very uncomfortable to uh, be alone yeah and um, to be able to say that to find something that I can actually spend my time trying to do well it consumed my mind and it also to the point to where I obsessed over it and the struggle I'll use martial arts for a really good example for, for me personally mm. I can jump rope uh, getting exasperated or exhausted rather really easy mm-hmm. um, those things felt like the hardest some of the harder things that I had to deal with mm-hmm. and when I was finished with those it made my uh, my inability to pay bills for instance uh, growing debt um, everything in my life seem rather easy because nothing can compare to that point to where I've pushed myself to my utter max mm-hmm. or to where I, I was so afraid that I wasn't um, going to be able to uh, follow form and I was going to get knocked out or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's not even just in martial arts, that's with anything to where like it's writing for instance and what it sounds like is drawing for you too. It's, yeah, It's this struggle that you can attack but with in the absence of those struggles we find this darkness consumes us 
yeah yeah that's that's uh, a big big reason why I, I jumped in guns blazing on this is because you know i didn't want i didn't feel like i had to show my ass anymore i wasn't in school mm-hmm. there's no reason for me to fucking uh, fight the biggest dude in there and 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 prove to everybody that i ain't to be fucked with you know yeah it, you know this is this is my home you know i want to make friends i don't want to make enemies i want some kind of peace you know i don't want to be walking around with my pu- you know my chest puffed up and ready for somebody to say something stupid you know and so doing this just it takes all my energy and all of my attention so I don't get my ass whooped in there mm-hmm. and uh and I, and I just I build Every day, every practice, every day, I build a little bit more confidence, a little bit more patience with people, a little bit more self-awareness, mm-hmm. if I could say that. Uh, it just it helps me structure a better me. Yeah, it helped with even like paying bills and and dealing with the everyday growing up aspect of life I just I felt like I've got I've released my demons mm-hmm. and uh, and I can focus on the task at hand instead of holding on to something and not being able to release it and just letting it build and create a, a Pandora full of shit that's gonna explode yeah. this you know, it just—it's another form of tattooing. It's another form of yoga. It's something that I can just completely black out everything and 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 enjoy what I'm learning and what I'm doing, and also relieving energy and uh, and built up you know stress on my shoulders and and it really I haven't. Uh, really gotten in a fist fight since really? I started training well maybe one but yeah. that uh <laughs> good buddy Jack Daniels had something to say about oh, that yeah, too yeah, so uh, yeah yeah you're gonna be an asshole too oh god <laughs> yeah so it's other so than that I mean it's really it's really kept me uh out of out of harm's way mm-hmm. when it comes to my real goals and, and focus and it kept me on a, on a great path to being a regular, normal human being, mm-hmm. and and treating people well, and and making friends instead of enemies. And, and it's weird that as a platform for making friends through any discipline, really, you seem to make more uh, healthier friends than you would in any other. Right. Forms. Like I remember partying friends I met partying. It's kind of toss up most time. They're kind of fuckheads, but yeah, no, no. You, there's nothing you don't know about somebody after you know. Some of my closest friends, I've we've beaten the shit out of each other. Yeah, exactly. Taking someone to the very edge of the cliff and yeah. really see who they're what they're about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like there's nothing you can't show me. Yeah, exactly. You know, you were at your breaking point. Yep. And I'm at my breaking point. And if we can be friends after this, then. 
then that's really a friendship. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know that they're not gonna fucking dip out when you really need them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it also has reminded me that I'm not the only one in this world who's flawed. Mm-hmm. And it's not in the sense that oh, you know, where you're picking apart people around you. It's just realization that everyone has their weaknesses and strengths, and you kind of rejoice in that. Someone gets you. Um, like for me, if I if I don't have my hands up or whatever, and you fucking throw a hook, for instance, and you make me wobble, I I see that I have that weakness, and then I see your weaknesses. You're like playing within that, kind of keeping each other on your toes and stuff, even in grappling as well. It's, mm. it's really cool. I, I've made deeper connections in jujitsu than I have in a lifetime of doing other shit, or not even just jujitsu, martial yeah. arts. Yeah, yeah, you see. Uh you see a lot about a person and whether they're a black belt or a white belt and how they pursue you or how their mentality is and joking around with you or they're being serious and just trying to tap you or they're trying to teach you as they go like the people at the gym we train at that i don't even fuck around with i'll I'll just tap them out Mm -hmm. every time as many times as i can in that round yeah because I don't like their vibe. I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? I don't like how cocky they think they are. So I just got to gotta teach them a lesson. Mm-hmm. Like, you ain't shit. Yeah. You Until you start loosening up and, uh, you know, giving me something to work with, you're always not going to be shit. Break that ego down. Yeah. That's yeah, that's word. what I'm doing. And, and with you... We're buddies. I, I always liked you from the beginning, and I've always Thank wanted to, to help you and build you and never try to break you down. And, Thank you, Joe. Really and uh, it's real. I have more fun not beating the shit out of you mm-hmm. and, and, and giving you props when you get that good jab on yeah. me. Or, or y- you know, y- you're working on a submission or something. I'm like, fuck yeah, keep going. Mm-hmm. Tap me out. Yeah. Tap me there's, out. There's that camaraderie there, and I, yeah. it's... It's finish me too. Yeah, yeah exactly like, fucking finish it it's that what you were saying about growing up being socially awkward or whatever it's that sense of awkwardness that is my ultimately my obstacle because it's uh, that tension like what you're always saying is like dancing and playing essentially mm-hmm. and, and it, it was getting out of that like robotic frozen stance to where i didn't have any head movement wasn't cutting any angles or anything like that and yeah no you, it's just something you got to just and I've had it too, so, you know, when I was first training, like, I had my first fight three months training. Yeah. And luckily, I knocked the dude out in eight seconds. Holy shit. Really? Yeah. And so, I just had the biggest head in the world, you know, mm-hmm. and went to uh, get my next fight two months later, not even worried about it, thinking I'm the shit. Yeah. And I lose by decision. And I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, that must have been like an emotional turn or emotionally. Oh, man. I was so butthurt. But I learned a lot that somebody that doesn't look tough can still put you on your fucking ass and and control. It's all about technique, whether I like to hear it or not, whether (laughs) it's, you know, you know, somebody could be the best kickboxer. But if they can get you down and control you on the ground, your kickbox is. Boxing doesn't doesn't mean shit. Yeah, exactly. You know, you can't knock a person out on your back. <laughs> yeah. And me not being a wrestler growing up, 
it had its disadvantages and its advantages. I'm really good at jiu-jitsu, and I got really good really quick after that fight. And uh, so I'm comfortable on my back now. Yeah. But I, then I just was like, fuck this sport. These guys were on steroids. Just <laughs> 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 like Mexican These fucking Canadian cocksuckers oh, are shit. just... They're, they're lying to us. This dude's got yeah. 38 fights. Why isn't he pro? You know? And yeah. But. That's what we do, though, when we get in that vulnerable state. Oh, God. Yeah, we make every excuse on the book. Exactly. The whole world looks like it's collapsing in on us. And mm-hmm. we don't see that. We're at least halfway responsible for that. Yeah, you're good, man. They liked a couple of them, and they contacted somebody about them and said that it would be a $3,000 setup. For a demo. Shit, really? Yeah. Whoa. And uh, and if the demo was good enough, and it's something that I can like get like an investor for. Yeah. Then it could make some money. Mm-hmm. But I have three thousand dollars. Yeah, exactly. That's. But I feel like though. In my opinion, it's like taking your car to a mechanic. And then they charge you almost a grand for a timing belt, and a timing belt costs exactly. bucks. You know, they're working to make money. Yeah, they gotta take that cut, and then someone else is getting paid not as a beginning uh, software developer, but. You know, so it really costs a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, exactly. And like, just a lot of time. I've, when I got into programming, man, I didn't, I bit off a lot more than I could chew at the time, and I fell in love with it after the fact, but. I didn't realize that you get a problem, like, you know when you have a math problem, for instance, and you have to figure it out, and you get stuck on it, it's like a logic issue, and you find out, you finally figure out the right way to think about it, and it all makes sense to you. Mm. Program is the same way, but with language, no math, so minimal math involved, and so I could be sitting in front of the computer for eight hours trying to solve this, like, logical problem and you'll finally get it after that eight hours or yeah mm-hmm. and that's apparently as you get better that is what it is is logical issues like that and uh so when it comes down to developing apps or whatever it's just a lot of man hours i guess just yeah. writing. and you gotta figure out an app that's not gonna create something that you have to update every two days yeah that is very true but in Initially, you'll have to update it quite frequently, but after the fact, though, it won't. Yeah, that's uh, that's the thing I was thinking about. Is like, I'm so sick of fucking working, and tattooing's not firing off like it should. Yeah. What's the fastest way I can make money? Day and night, twenty four seven. I can always have an income coming. And th- that is the mo- there are very effective ways that are much more effective than conventional shit that people have been doing since the industrial revolution. I completely agree with you. Mm-hmm. And that's what my thoughts are every time. And that's my frustration, is that I believe that what I'm doing, um, A, it's, I don't, I don't, I shouldn't get the amount of respect or pride that I, for what I'm doing, because all I did was I turned in a resume, and they said that you're not a piece of shit, you you just meet the basic needs, so we're going to hire you, and I just didn't fuck up. Mm -hmm. Whereas opposed to when you're creating a product, selling a product, uh, Creating the product, selling the products, yeah, basically. Even if you're like trying to uh, sell somebody else's thing, when, when you're doing that, 
what is it? It takes more because you have personal doubt. Even when you're uh, performing, for instance, like martial arts, mm. you, you, to be a good martial artist, you don't just have to show up. There's a lot of internal things that goes on, and mm. it's really hardcore. But work for where you turn their resume and you just go to work and that you do what they tell you. That's I don't think that it's it's hard. Like there's hard jobs out there. I'm not discounting that. I just mean the effort to go out and do that. That it, there's not an initial mountain to climb. Mm. But there are people out there risking their lives every day, and I don't want to discount that. Are we recording? Yeah, I was gonna edit it out though. Oh, oh yeah. okay, yeah, edit yeah, it. Yeah, no, yeah, you're fine. The um, what do you call it? Uh, yeah, we'll, here, we'll There we go. <laughs> the see. That's where we kind of were the people we're battling ourselves almost at every twist and turn, you know? And it it is the ability to, to set goals. I used to think that goals are, you know, for uptight people. I used to just resent people who, who tried to do well essentially. Hmm. And so I was like, I'm just gonna, you know, be spontaneous. And I never got that good feeling, that satisfaction, because my inner critic was like, piece of shit, you know, you didn't do good today. Oh uh, yeah, well being spontaneous, you don't always reach something that you're looking towards. Yes. And that's what the micro goals are set for. That reminds me of, you know, Jocko Willing. It's been mm -hmm. on Tim Ferriss and Rogan's. Oh yeah. The yeah. whole discipline is spirit and the motivation is unreliable. Yeah. So, and it seems like... Huh? huh? Go ahead. Uh, with the micro goals, though, let's do it. I think it's really interesting and necessary, too. Absolutely, like I was saying, it, it's it's uh, you know it's like you're looking you're looking at a hill, mm -hmm. right? And it's a steep hill, and it's slick, and there's no way you can really get up it. And these that's your goal is to reach the top. And if if you make these micro goals, it's like you're essentially chiseling away steps towards that hill to just freely walk up without the stress and and the wonder if you're gonna make it to the top eventually you are you just gotta keep chiseling them steps and every step you make is an over not overwhelming but it's even a slight sense of accomplishment exactly it's a micro goal yeah exactly every step's a micro goal Ooh. and it may take you a month it may take you a year but at least you're you know you're moving forward I'd have to uh, I wonder if you would do put like ideas for micro goals down too where you, for the sake of inspiration because often when I talk to people who find themselves stuck in a pattern of thinking or choices mm -hmm. uh, whether it's substances relationship or otherwise mm -hmm. um, they don't they see the world only in that way yeah it's 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 real difficult to to, to branch out of something that you feel obligated and in, in, in momentum stuck yeah. no I mean yeah. you're stuck in the right reasons yeah. you know you're stuck in you're not necessarily stuck but you definitely have a different mindset in these relationships with kids and stuff and and it's a definitely a different happiness and goals and all that stuff mm -hmm. but it does put you in a in a in a little puddle you can't get out you know and I just think to have those times of 
working on towards your micro goals once a week you know <clears throat> and luckily my lady has has been a, a blessing and let me train a couple days a week and still draw and tattoo once a week mm -hmm. and and gave me a, a lot more than um, a lot of people can give yeah and that's it's it's really uh, helped me still be hungry for the things that I've I've wanted and and the, the opportunities I've let go and stuff aren't as bad as it would be without them yeah I see you know and uh but I think I think staying hungry is is the biggest. Isn't that biggest, all? Uh, I don't even know what the staying hungry, in my opinion, is essential because without growth, there's nothing. There's death, and like you can look at it with people who are sedentary. Uh, eventually, their muscles will atrophy, uh, and then your mind will atrophy. And I don't say that, I do say that merely out of speculation, but one thing that I can bring up in terms of your mind will atrophy is Alzheimer's patients. What they say is, is, an, is um, a aging adult, you know, well into your 60s and above or so. Mm -hmm. It's good to don't drive the same roads to and from the places you go. Don't go up and down the same aisles in the same sequence because what happens is, is once you go into a rut, you're... Um, well, dementia starts to set in quicker or it's been shown that you have a higher risk same pattern same routine and that's less memory that yes. you need to fucking fulfill those goals and and the obstacles and the people who are actually hungry they're the ones who have a fuller life or who maintain their hunger they have a fuller life and they tend to live longer because they're actually spending that time exerting their body, exerting their minds in unique and uncomfortable ways. Because all it is is being uncomfortable. Mm. You know what? Because just right now, like, if you want to be a tattoo artist professionally, you would have failed long ago if you were so afraid of discomfort. And the same with fighting, too. Because oh, all absolutely. it is is discomfort. Yeah, time. I mean, there's, there's no comfortable position. Uh, from even drawing something that you hope somebody likes to mm -hmm. taking a punch to the face. Yeah. You know? Nobody... That's not hungry and somewhat crazy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> does those two things and wants to be professional at it. Exactly. You know? And, and you gotta be a quick learner. You gotta... You gotta, f you gotta fight for every bit of it and want to be better each and every time or else you're never going to make it and what is the point I mean you, you do have to be crazy to be able to reach so high on certain things or most or on any given thing yeah. but what is the point aside from the people that you surround yourself with and the novel or new experiences that you have I mean what is there why are you alive like to have children but that once again is just connecting with people my son's a person like I, the only thing I'm here for is pleasure in a lot of ways. It's pleasure, growth, and people. Mm -hmm. And anything else is almost a construct of our society. Like 
the whole idea is, is you know i know this is cliche but like big house big car but you don't even have to go there it would even be um what do you call it like all my friends looking up to me like that thing is a shallow is a shallow pursuit because in the long run the only thing that matters to me is a long-lasting intense fulfillment or happiness a feel-good feeling mm. and um connecting with other people yeah and that's, that's really it and i and the feel-good feelings that the most intense sensations i've ever had come from right after the most uncomfortable sensations i've ever had whether right. or not i'm super exhausted to my limit uh running a distance i've never ran before any of that kind of thing yeah yeah pushing yourself to the limit it really really it, it's it's like a high mm-hmm. you know when i'm you know doing this difficult tattoo and it's turning out good i start getting high yeah and start feeling good about myself and really having fun with it when i you know i'm in the in the cage and i'm looking at my opponent and he's wanting to rip my head off and kill me and i want to do the same uh, and having those bright lights around you to where you can't see the outside you can't see hardly your coach on the other side of the fence your adrenaline starts pumping and you get this high to where you don't feel anything sometimes you don't even remember most of it oh. you know you don't even know that the the ref is right there in the cage with you it's just you looking at your opponent him looking at you and one of us is coming out on top that's intense you know and uh it just it, it it's liberating to to take that amount of confidence to even step in the cage or even throw on your gloves and get ready for a tattoo that that's where you're at you know you're 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 at the top of the food chain and nobody else can really (laughs) compare Mm-hmm. So to to take on bowling for a hobby, you know, it's just it's not the same. You don't get the same energy in the same yoga or mm-hmm. meditation yeah, out of it. Feeling. There's always going to be uh, distractions. So these two things arguably are the two hardest things besides like brain surgery or any kind of surgery or you know what I mean? Yeah. NASA shit, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Exactly. Fucking rocket stars, but uh, it's <laughs> it's you know, y- you're throwing yourself out there to the public mm-hmm. and hoping to not get rejected. Literally vulnerable as vulnerable as somebody can pers- possibly get physically mentally and 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 that's something that i just i i i get high on yeah. you know i just I, I feel alive when i'm in the cage or training i feel alive when i'm throwing down a, a sick ass tattoo mm-hmm. and 
it just it, it motivates me and it, and it brings me some peace of mind to take on everything else with ease mm. to be able to be a good father and to be happy you know to kick ass at work excited to go back the next day and train or have a tattoo and just to have that motivation cycling through and wanting more each time I train, each time I tattoo and builds and builds. Just builds and builds and builds and then everything else expands. You know? It's it's me turning pro fighting. Me opening up my own little studio tattooing. It's me furthering away from the shit that I don't want to do and the shit that I have a passion for at the same time as, as not taken away from my family. I see. And, uh, and giving them everything I never had as a kid. Mm-hmm. And that's, my, that's my ultimate goal is just to, to be able to be my own boss and, and live comfortable with my family, with uh, just always room to improve. Exactly. The pursuit of improvement. It's intense, man. It's kind of, it's exactly where I'm at as well, where it's, I'm honing down the things that I ultimately want to spend my time on and removing the things that I don't and making sure that I don't assume that I have to do anything because I don't have to do anything. There's many different ways to be able to achieve survival, essentially. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting the interplay between generations too because I talked to my mom about this and even my own sister what you were talking about too with family members and friends and stuff having uh, substance uh, follies and shit like that and it, it, it's interesting when you see that when you talk about that and you try to you know share it with some people and the way that they respond to it like it, it's yeah it wasn't a concept yeah you, you either get immediate shutdown from the looks yeah or you you get liberation from people that have been there too and and you start you know you can just tell and then you start opening up or you shut it down completely and talk about something else and not be yourself Mm -hmm. and that's why i think it's important to be able to have the conversations Mm -hmm. with people i mean not bringing anything down people's throats but but no absolutely not yeah nobody wants to hear the dirty details Mm -hmm. but you know it's fair enough to say that you know i've had a rough upbringing and this is what made me to the man i am today Mm -hmm. and i appreciate every bit of it yep i do too i'd say as hard as it is and then as unfair as it was i know for a fact because i lived it that i'd never want my kids to live like that and I will do whatever it takes to make us all happy and comfortable where it's fair mm-hmm. and that's I mean I, as clear as day is my passions because they're, they're, they're just right there arms reach I just gotta snatch them up mm-hmm. tattooing I'm on another level 
I'm decent, I can make it happen. If I really have faith in myself, same with fighting. I'm about one fight away from going pro. Ooh, really? Ooh. I'm one good fight away from signing that contract. And I am... I, I'm just ready. I'm ready to not wake up at 5 in the morning, working all day to train my ass off at night, to... You know, trying to get some drawings done here and there to tattoo on the weekends, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just I know what my passions are, and I know what I want in life, and it it's 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 I don't even know what to think. I just right there it's 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 mine for the taking you got if i can be patient enough to throw it all together and and be a father but it's more important to be a dad and and spend those you know times where i could fight or train or tattoo and and build a solid relationship mm-hmm. with my kid and and that's more important I know how that it's just really difficult to, to be just in arm's reach to to being a professional fighter or taking my tattoo level to the next game to where I'm comfortable throwing my art out there and and having people feed off that and want tattoos and just be bombarded with tattoos all day. Yeah. But it's it's something that I got to be patient about. Exactly. You don't uh, blow up by pushing it. And that's, mm. I can understand that because with my son, it's the same thing. I began when my son was born with the idea that he is... Uh, the primary of primary importance, uh, and basically I put everything on hold. Not on hold. I don't do any of this stuff now. Like, yeah, I'm not. I'm out there drinking or partying. Yeah, and exactly. Hanging out with you know guys I used to. It's I've dialed back going out to bars and shit almost completely. You know, that's not worth it to me. I know I got to wake up early and take care of a baby. I'm not going to do it hungover. That's yep. just. And I'd rather not because I'd rather spend time with them if I'm not training or trying to draw or, you know what I mean? Like, anything I'm not doing besides, like, going golfing with my old man or something is is, is beneficial yep. in some way. That's what I try to fill my time with, too, because I realized that I was a role model for the little one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also remember to remind him, too, that I'm fallible and I fuck up. But I've now that he's older, since he's five now... Um, you know, right around three, I was able to bring him into the fold. And once I brought him into the fold, that's when shit got serious. Like, it was a lot, and it was fun, too, because I got a bond on him on those things. So if I did, like, uh, I used to do poetry a lot. And I was performing for, like, six years. And I would do open mics. When he was born, I couldn't do him as much until a certain age, into mm-hmm. a certain situation in my life. And I was able to bring him to open mics. 
ones that were you know applicable. Um, and he got into that kind of like, he liked it. And then with same with jujitsu, like I roll with him and he we seed off of each other. Yeah, that's and cool. It, so it is. It's a cool thing, and I also like your mindset with that, where you're not dropping all of the things because a lot of people. Some people I have encountered fall into the pitfall of, I have a child, I'm just giving my life up entirely for good, and I gotta get this job because it's stable, risk-free, and all that other bullshit. Yeah. And ultimately, that just teaches the child that, well, we all go to work, you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's, 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 uh, you know, getting to come home and see him mm, so gratifying just fucking smile as big as you can smile and and say dada and mm. shit it's real easy to just you know oh, put some shit off to yeah. the side it is dude oh god but uh at the same time you know the bigger picture involves him mm. you know yep and and that ultimately that just that this this that uh, that group family happiness that's just something I can picture and it feels right it feels good it feels earned you know and that's what I'm fighting for it's what I'm literally fighting for yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> oh shit I like step into that cage for yeah awesome man were when you were fighting have you always been so uh comfortable sparring yeah um even before training and stuff too like comfortable as in uh you weren't super mechanical you were pretty good at it because you've been yeah i've always had just a natural ability to to fight it's just that it's a gift old man was a crazy fighter Mm mm-hmm was never like really in the gym but uh, i mean i've heard stories from oh really all around skagit you know i went and got my old change and he just roll at her uh, are you related to roy oh bad oh he used to fight everybody it was <laughs> easy that you raced me in my iraq camaro or you had to fight roy roll at her and that was just how it went <laughs> you know and i just <laughs> laughed but i mean uh, it was a uh, yeah, it was a gift, you know, brought down from my old man, and uh, and I took advantage of it and got in the cage, so I didn't do time like he did. Yeah, you know? exactly. So having those uh, what is it called artificial struggles instead of yeah the downward spiral. Smart enough that to uh, that do it where I didn't get in trouble anymore. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah, so I got I I got my mom's smarts and my dad's strengths. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. It's a good balance, man. Old man was pretty smart, though, but he didn't really apply himself right. Are they artistic? Oh, yeah. Really? Yep. Yeah, my dad's really artistic. I mean, even in jail, he'd melt down M&Ms for colors and paint me pictures. What? Oh, yeah. That's dope. Right? Holy shit. I didn't didn't even know you could do that. I didn't know that. I I mean, it was really, you know, but you could tell what the colors were. Yeah, exactly. It was pretty, pretty sick. That's cool man yeah wow. that was pretty cool but reminds me of, like the ash that they use what isn't it ash and then they use something uh, uh, 
something else for uh, they use ash for black dye for tattoos in fucking prison. Yeah, from what I understand. That melted melted rubber boot and shit. That's nuts. Oh yeah. Man. No, thank you. I'm surprised that most people don't get like fucked up from that like, health wise. Oh, I'm sure they do. <laughs> yeah, probably most. I'm sure they that. do. I mean, my dad had a couple of prison tats, and they're actually beautiful pieces. Mm-hmm. I mean, one was a half sleeve, another one was his old calf. I mean, really? Oh yeah. Ooh, cool. Yeah, killer. I even got to touch up part of one and what? shit. Oh, that must have been an honor for you. Oh yeah, no, it was. It was a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to you know finishing all that shit up and making it look pretty for him. But yeah. It was pretty crazy. He had a couple of little shoulder tats, little gang tats or something. I don't oh, know. really? Yeah, I don't even know what the hell they were, but little club, motorcycle club tattoos, and, and then came out with this big old joker and half sleeve and a calf. He, he he was really good at poker. Oh. what the deal was. So the tattoo artist over there, Odin Mowers. Oh, shit. And, uh, yeah, it was all single needle. Yes. I mean, I guess they, they got the ink in somehow. It was yeah. regular ink, but it was all single needle, so it got... It faded pretty bad over time, uh, but... Really? Wait, so single needle as opposed to double needle? Oh, no, I, uh, I mean... For, there's line needles that go up to weigh nine. Nine needles on it. Really? Yeah, what? that's that thick tribal or... Or Japanese work, you uh, see, like those really thick lines. Does it get in deeper? Or it just has a broader, like brush stroke, essentially. Yeah, it's just it's just more round. It's got more sharp needles, and because uh, what it essentially does is just it, you got to keep it tight so yeah. that it pierces through the skin. But as soon as it pierces through the skin, it just spreads out and, and collects to other skin organisms. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, so it. Uh, yeah, it pierces, you know, nine different holes. Oh. That's and, you know, you got to pull your line a little slower, so it, it's got time to pierce all uh-huh. the way and whatnot, but... And it won't fade as quickly? No, not if you do it right. Yeah. Shit. And what, what kind of stuff did you do to be able to get... Um, or what was the most effective for you to really nail down your technique when it came to boxing and kickboxing like for sparring or for fighting uh i don't even know i still don't even know yeah <laughs> really i mean i just i i got incredible timing and and, and real fast hands and myself pause so that makes trouble for everybody mm-hmm. you know exactly and me being confident with my hands even southpaws have trouble with me Oh fuck! You know, and so it's it's just it's all about confidence and not being afraid to get punched in the face. Yeah, and and having fun. That's like this shit is so much fun that I'm bullshitting, talking shit, saying "out of boy" when you get a good hit on, fucking yeah. dancing around, and uh, just it's it's just so freeing. And it's so worth getting a, you know, a hit to the face. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just in the moment. It's yeah. It's just there's nothing else I'm thinking about. Yeah, exactly. You that, know, it's relieving too because all the other times when I'm not, when I don't have singular focus, it's just like a, a fucking 
a hodgepodge of just so much shit, whether it's bad or good. It's just that's like another thing you really got to fucking control about yourself is you know if you had a bad day, if you know something went wrong at work or something's not right at home or whatever, and and your head's not in it, you can. I don't do fighter training. Yeah. I don't spar because I don't want to get pissed off and hurt anybody, and I'm not going to be in the right mindset mm-hmm. and I'm not going to perform well I'm not going to get my money's worth out of that day and I'm just going to walk go home pissed off yeah you know? and I go there to release everything to come home in an even better mood mm-hmm. and for me to be excited to go there release all that shit be in a better mood is what I'm looking for if it's if I'm going there in a bad mood I'm all mopey not fucking training good I'm not pushing myself and I'm not gonna spar because I don't want to hurt anybody and that's not getting my money's worth and that's not the way I want to live or the way I want to be you know I'm I'm putting unnecessary stress on my shoulders Mm -hmm. and I want to not be taking anything serious sounds like like practicing ease essentially yeah, I mean, it's something that I, I I really need to practice more on, more attention to is just uh, letting stuff go. Mm-hmm. I, have a, I have a tendency to to hold on to stuff too long, yeah. you know, and, and uh, just overkill it. I've, I've dealt with that in the past. Meditation is one of the most helpful things, man. Yeah, if I didn't get up so early yeah. for work, <laughs> I'd love to get up earlier and, you know, spend an hour drawing. Yeah. Shit. Or, you know, just anything. It would be nice because then that sets the tone for your day. I do exactly, try to Exactly, exactly. And I tried not to fall asleep angry or in a bad mm-hmm. mood. So I know I'm going to wake up. Still riding off of that. Right. That's the thing that I've come to learn recently, too, is the practicing ease. Because I, I thought that um, effort produced results, but it's effectiveness produces results. And so I would be trying to essentially push a circle through a square. You know what I'm trying really hard. I'd be tensing yeah, all my muscles, yeah, yeah. wasting all my energy, and then I'd be performing worse in the first place. And I agree with you on the whole going in, uh, into it in a bad mood doing it to train for I don't know, something else like stress training or something but you, you then incorporate bad form and create bad habits yeah and you can easily slip off yeah no it's just I mean you you put yourself in a s- situation to lose every time yeah whether you're getting the submission you're going to think to yourself that took too long to get that submission you can do better you you know and then you go and train with the coach and he's wrapping you up in something and you jump out of that punch the ground pissed off and then he's bringing you to the side and talking to you and, and like hey you know we're here to learn and have a good time get used to having your coach choke you out you yeah. know what I mean that's why he's your coach you know <laughs> and you know you gotta get slapped in the face with some stupid shit like that you know mm-hmm. but you know, that's what I'm trying to avoid. I'm not trying to avoid or try to deal with 
you know, me trying to fight my demons off before I try to fight you guys off too. Yeah. I'm there to just release the demons to you guys and then walking out with no demons, you know? Mm hmm. Exactly. Taking it out. Yeah. And it, it almost seems to me like you went through a period of, uh, what is it? Not, no e- not the absence of ego, but the opposite, where you lack self esteem. You know, you feel small, essentially. And then you went through a period of being your ego growing and then overgrowing and then chopped back down and chopped down to a manageable level or healthy level now. Or, or an awareness. You're, you're aware. Yeah. Yeah. Just in the midst of it. Yeah, I definitely had an ego before I got into MMA. Then definitely brought back down to the I ain't shit. Isn't it weird how it does that? Because I always, when I was growing up, I was retarded. Because I assume that, you know, martial arts, oh no, that's like, it's, it's very uh, macho. And uh, wrestling, macho. And for some reason, I didn't think that I, I lived up to that. And when I started training and I met Matt, everything was cut away. And then people that I met outside of there, at least for the most part, um, you're always going to have fuckheads in any community, but. Um, and other dojos and stuff, still same thing. Really humble, really nice people. People who aren't meatheads, essentially. Yeah, because all of them guys are are essentially like you. You know, they they got you know shaky backgrounds to where they weren't accepted or fitted in or whatever the case may be, and wanted to one learn how to defend themselves in case that shit kept happening. Yeah, and two. You know, you get some amount of respect by somebody that you get your ass kicked by. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You build a bond, whether you like it or not. You do. You trust them. That there's somebody, you know, there's some of these fights I've had, and now we're Facebook friends, and we talk sometimes and like each other's, you know, pictures oh, really? and comments and shit and all the time. Oh, that's cool. And You know what I mean? Like, we went to war, you yeah. know? Yeah. And we got respect for each other now. That is pretty cool. It's, it's, that's what I'm talking about when I say, like, you know, I know who you are better than anybody. I, you know? It's like there's nothing you could say or, or talk about lying that just doesn't work. Yeah, there's nothing. Because I'll fucking see you at the gym. Exactly. And I'll see what you're fucking made of. Nothing. Tough guy. You know, it's just, like, you know, there's nothing you can get past me mm-hmm. when you see each other's eyes in the middle of us grappling and trying to you know pull one on see fear, one another anger, sadness and even sometimes joy flash over people's eyes like oh yeah exact moments and it, it also reminds you too that I, I guess i think i said this before i don't mean to belabor it but that no matter whatever you're going like no matter who you are it's not shit it doesn't matter you're just you. You're just a person, essentially. You came here and you tried to do this. It's all that matters. Because mm-hmm. there's when, a certain when level of everybody else in the world said, "Oh yeah, I've been wanting to go and get in the gym and and train," you know, blah blah blah. I've heard that fucking story. I have too. I hear it all the time from people that I work with, and then they're like, "I just love this place. They give me, you know, twenty dollars an hour." Oh, no, it's just yeah. And it's, uh, they're just going through what we went through before we went in. We're just scared to just 
be picked on pretty much yeah you know what i mean i like that you just took away that us versus them mentality and yeah, yeah i mean like i just i had i just didn't want to be you know looked as as you know i built my reputation as being this badass fighting anybody on the streets whenever you know to to getting you know somebody that can kick my ass and mm -hmm. and just you know it it just takes a foot in the door to yeah. to to change your life it really does and it changes that's, it that's what happened when i you know stepped my foot in the door in that first tattoo shop I, I don't know where I'd be or what I'd be doing, where my tattooing would be at. Like, I mean, the first tattoo shop I stopped, I I stopped in there and and uh, was ready to ask for an apprenticeship, and they gave it to me. God damn! It's that fucking first step is the one that matters the most. Yeah, that's what takes the most courage and guts is is actually following through and, and you know putting your foot through the door and taking the time and asking you know all they can do is say no yeah, exactly and the crazy thing is is that people have a real big uh, avoidance of the word no too more yeah. often than not people will say yes yeah and I, I see these kids in wrestling you know when I was in high school and I just see them running miles at a time and all this shit that they have to do wearing sweat bags and shit I'm just like <laughs> there's no way you'd catch me dead sweat doing that bags. like that's just miserable I would never put myself through that mm -hmm. and look at me now yeah exactly it was I had that kind of that's the same thing it's like I could never discipline myself like that and and doing that and disciplining myself that was a micro goal yep and I achieved that and I was so proud of myself for making that weight and dominating that fight and doing what I set out to do and it just it 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 gave me so much more confidence and so much more happiness and 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 such an easier foot to the door of anything else that I wanted to put my foot through. You yeah. know, able to actually start believing in yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there is, I, I never, I used to think there wasn't a difference between believing in yourself and thinking you're the best. I realized that there is. There's a fundamental difference because I always was like, uh, I don't, I. I had this weird thing when I was a kid was like I'm not I wouldn't say I was good at anything because I was afraid of coming off as egotistical mm. and there's a difference in being confidence and being cocky and yeah it's yeah it sounds like you went from that cockiness to the confidence and absolutely and, and I think you are the best and it's not the best of everybody else but the best of yourself yeah the best blend of who you are yeah makes you interesting you know you get that much better that's that much better than you are from the best so that makes you the best mm-hmm huh. I like that like a snake shedding its skin yep like, damn and growing bigger that's for sure fuck yeah and that's you know it, it, look at us now you went from having one subscriber to 1500 subscribers yeah you know what I mean you just became 1500 better exactly and all it was was trying and I, I now that I'm kind of thinking about it I do remember the points where I thought that there was no options in life. There was nothing. I didn't want to try. I'd look at people. I did football for two months, and I ran. The first time that I ran, I didn't run again because it was hard. And now I'm pulling, like, not trying to brag, but it's, uh, like, 10-mile trail runs. And that's nothing compared to ultra runners, but that's way more than I ever did when I was a kid. And it feels like shit initially, then I get high after. 
Oh, absolutely. It's like after a good sparring session or something, yeah. or just training your ass off into where you're about puking in the fucking garbage, and you're telling yourself, oh, fuck, I fucking hate this place. I'll never fucking train again. I'd never want to be here again. But as soon as you're done, and you fucking, you got yourself all calmed down, you just fucking, you just feel so alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. You feel, you feel energy, literally. Yeah. Every single little, like, tip to your fingers, tip to your toes. Yeah, yeah, you oh. just, you, you, you feel so much better, and, and, and you just, you're just, like, in this calm state of relaxation. And the weirdest thing, too, is I never thought that was possible. Because I was never, no one told me about it. No, I never talked to anyone who did like really hard things, for instance, physically yeah. or mentally. I just thought that between playing video games and getting fucked up all the time, that was only how you could feel. Exactly. And the shitty thing but was, the more fucked up I got, like uh, with it take more to get the same fucked up, or you know, I wouldn't feel as good anymore. But realistically, you know, the only reason you're feeling those highs because those chemicals create a reaction to your chemicals mm-hmm. yeah but you know pushing yourself to the limit creates a reaction to your chemicals exactly. you know and in in a way more healthier more natural way you literally and do tap your pharmacy yeah you you get high off of feeling better and pushing yourself and doing better and making micro goals and accomplishing them that's just that's so important to growth that you hit that micro goal, you feel high off of it and feel like a success and pat yourself on the back. Then you push for a higher goal and you hit that goal and same low goal, mm-hmm. you're taking another step and you're taking, you know, another action to a different way, even, and you, you get the same happiness, you get the same results, because it's just another micro goal. And the consequence to that kind of obsession, or that habit, rather, um, is it gets better and better as you keep going on, whereas some things... And easier and easier. Exactly. You know, you can run that 10 miles the first time, but it'll take you two days. Mm-hmm. You know, the easier it gets, the more you have to try to accomplish it yep and there's and it's never ending like the thread in a rabbit hole of a discipline does not end even like if you're, if you're what forgive me but black belt and then coral belt right in jiu-jitsu even if you have like a coral belt or whatever it's still ongoing from there it doesn't stop yeah yeah you can reach black belt but there's three different degrees to that yeah exactly you know and it's but with getting f- fucked up, no. With there's many other things. Even if I were to like, if I was down with the new with televisions and I like, you know, watching movies. I love movies. I enjoy my fucking follies and shit. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but um, if I was, if I spent most of my time just vegging out, chilling, watching movies, I would have to be buying more movies more often, and it's always going to cost me more because I'm going to need to buy another TV if I'm really deep in it, I mean, to be honest. I'm going to buy a new TV. I'm going to pay for more streaming services and more, uh, you know, movie rentals and shit like that. It doesn't really get back to you. But these things that we're talking about, they actually have a return value. Exactly. And yeah. What you're saying with the kids, though, is I love it because when kids come up, 
they see these things and they start them when they're young and they realize that these that things out in the world have a real return value is that if I want to do something I can do it regardless of who I am I just try and do it mm. and for the most part you get this overwhelming sense of return and that's inside mm. and that's the parts that we work on the internal shit yeah, it's it's another thing I'm really proud of myself. It's I used to be a bar hopper. Yeah, and, and going and partying all the time, and uh, that's really not been the case. Uh, you know, the only time I'm not home is training, uh, tattooing, and, and and golfing with an old man. That's kind of our hobby together. Oh, really? Yeah. That's pretty cool. You guys share that. Yeah, yeah. It, it took a while, but we uh, really uh, started bonding the last couple of years, and it's been really cool. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's what I've been doing with my mom. I've never really bonded with her very much, and she's always lived, led like a sedentary life. And outside of work, she didn't do very much. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I was like, well, I might as well try because what the next couple months uh, I won't be around that much. So, you know, get it in while I can, and got to learn about arts. Shit, she was interested in kind of like your dad's golf. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it was either, you know, sitting around watching fantasy football with them, you know, which I love also. I'm a big fantasy football guy, but uh, I'm an active guy, dude. I'm, I'm wired, yeah. high-strung, you know, uh, it's it's hard for me to be sitting in one spot for too long, you know. And so, golfing, it really, it gives him the ease of not having to push himself. Mm-hmm as a sport and and relaxing and something he enjoys and it's something so challenging it's the hardest fucking sport i've ever tried really it is so difficult what yeah oh Oh, yeah i was about to bag on you for golfing now i'm curious it's dude there's so much technique like you literally no strength at all no I mean it's 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 a trip dude like wow. there's so much ingenuity and and technique that goes on to just hitting the driver and I still have not even came close to perfecting <laughs> it. you know what I mean yeah like oh, it's weird. so much geometry that comes to just everything about it really? it just fascinates me and it just it makes me so excited to go golf and to try to figure out just one of the nine irons on how exactly I have to hit this ball, at what angle, at what speed, at what... So you are taking all the actively before you make your shot in all that into consideration as like wind speed and then what kind of angle you're going to hit the ball. Yeah. That's oh, a yeah. lot of control on a club. That's, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's yeah. one club and... And it, it it just it brings us together. Yeah, and it gives us a lot of good memories, a lot of good times. That's what's important. Once again, talking about uh, doing MMA with people and forming bonds. It's like through those things you can find a struggle together in a way. Yeah, you bond the most. Is what I'm trying to uh, expose my mom to is disciplines. Is like she does eating, and I'm like, you know, you need to make three thousand dollars a month to survive. So. If you did like Facebook giveaways and this or that, you, you honestly could be doing that instead of working um, 90 hours a week. It's like, that would be, and then 
also going out and doing like pottery things and it's interesting as a generation the generational gap she's in her like 60s and she didn't know you can do those things she knew people made pottery but she didn't know it was accessible to her mm. and so it's interesting taking her and show seeing her reaction to these things as if they were new and novel experiences to her yeah she's 60 years old and yeah, that's good it's good for your brain to always try to push it to learn something new mm-hmm. to always keep it um learning from the beginning yeah and and building knowledge for that it's it's why i love tattooing because there's so many different styles mm-hmm. there's so many different ways on how to draw the same exact thing there's is endless colors to uh anything on tattooing and it just it blows my mind how people can do that and how they did it and what makes you know from beginning to end you blow my mind the entire time I can only like yeah that's it's incredible yeah how they don't you know muddy up the colors together you know because that's you know you're putting in some yellow mm-hmm. or some red and you you know you, you throw in the other color in that's an open wound and and paint has packed that to where it's not bleeding pretty much it's 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 you know just kind of sprinkled in an open wound Whoa. pretty much and it's soaked into it and so you know you throw another color over that it's going to soak into that color too you know what i mean that's how you can get some of these blends and stuff and and these saturations oh i never thought about it like that yeah yeah that's a trip and you have to be very careful in blending i obviously i imagine it's like the less is more approach because you can always add more but can't take it you can't take away yeah Yeah. that's why you know you always you know if i'm doing my dark colors or something i'll do it like Uh really solid and then halfway from where I want to be I'll feather it out and then I'll throw my lighter colors over the top of that all the way to the you know the dark part the solid part of the the color and it'll saturate and it'll create that nice even blend and this is shit all I've been just learning over the last five six months and, and that's what i've been really working on just with my drawing and my my colorings and shit and killing your legs oh i got no ass man oh yeah i know this fucking chair is a killer politics and get down with conspiracies I'm trying to drag Matt on to do conspiracies oh Jesus <laughs> have you seen his paintings mm-hmm. wait I've seen his giraffe paintings and shit uh-huh. yeah yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> the flat earth bullshit yep they're fucking reptiles oh Jesus oh god nope I just like poking my fucking finger and all of it 
Mm-hmm. And then just leaving it be. I agree. And yeah. watching everybody else argue. <laughs> I'm speculating, just looking at it, just laughing, man. Yeah. Go on to Reddit and just troll people sometimes. Yeah, nope. I'm trying to do with these. It's kind of pointless for a podcast, though. That's pretty good. Like, like, what I was doing originally is job that I do, since I install glass, I put those on all of my brochures and I have to give them. So basically I just solicit all my customers. <laughs> Usually it works too. Sweet. That's pretty cool. Can I keep this? Mm-hmm. It's only like seven bucks for like a hundred of them. Uh, that other thing too you are talking about in the podcast, uh, Two comedians and uh, serial killer stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to do this one thing where it's uh, I go on I go on these backpacking trips, right? Mm-hmm. And I like to go on often. And I don't. I wish I like to have things to have actual return on them because I enjoy them and I would never fucking change that for a moment. But uh, I thought I could mine it for shit. So using each of my backpacking trip to spin off on a, a non or a fiction story, a short story for a podcast and shit like that. So I've written like so far I've written one episode and I wanna write at least five episodes before I even start releasing them though. And uh, what is this what you encountered? It's, no, so it's like I so I went to the rainforest for instance recently. And I went backpacking out to the Enchantments, which is like a house that's 16 miles into the forest. And it's this huge mansion. It's falling into the river and shit. Elk everywhere. Um, this abandoned house? It's, yeah. They, they brought, there's no roads. The nearest road is uh, 20 miles away. And so somehow they have this three-story fucking house that was built in the 1900s. All the way back then. And that's the only thing for miles. And like what happens when it rains and when it rains and when there's a lot of uh, snow melt is that it's an entire valley that like stretches up like a rim mm-hmm. and when it rains or during excessive snow melt it's just waterfalls along the every single wall is like micro waterfalls everywhere because of the way that like the uh, the cliffs are because they're staggered outward and it is fucking incredible my whole thing is is that like the one that I did now, it, it, I used the story was inspired by that experience, essentially. So I made it to where two guys go out and they're going to go, they stumble on a mushroom. And then the mushroom causes them to have a psychedelic experience oh, in which no. they communicate with like uh, sentient plant life and it's... Goes you're talking to plants. Yeah, exactly. They're talking to plants. And it's like ancient, because what happens is, I think we have like the um, one of the largest species of mushroom in the world. Uh, yeah, my coworker is actually uh, my old lady's brother-in-law, mm-hmm. and uh, he fucking is a mushroom-picking son of a bitch. Okay? Really? And uh, he'll fucking he'll go and he'll he's got the secret spot. Of really? Of course. Yeah. Hmm, yeah, and he'll come out with like uh, 20, 30 pounds. Holy crap! Of mushrooms. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Oh, buddy. Let me tell you something. I'm a big I'm not a big mushroom fan mm-hmm. and uh 
but I, it, it, it was cooking them, and they smelled like a fucking sirloin steak. Yeah. They did. It's it went through, uh, you know, all the struggles of, you know, trying to do a job and, and, and figure out where the fuck I'm going to live. Mm-hmm. And, uh... It's such a tumultuous time when you don't have, like, a solid foundation underneath you, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was... It was really, um... Like, I had to grow up quick. Yeah. I had to grow up quick before that, just because life wasn't much better before my dad went to prison. And, uh... You know, just kind of just selling whatever I could to make a couple bucks was a lot easier, a lot quicker mm-hmm. than working for two weeks straight before I seen a dollar, you know? That's exactly how I was. It was ever, I was born into a world where it was impossible to get ahead. It's not true, because I know it was, it's possible, but difficult to get ahead. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I... That's another thing that micro goals help. Yeah, it does, because you do get ahead. It's that impossible as part of our brains, our critics. And it, it kind of teaches you that, you know, you see gratification in other ways instead of mm-hmm. being impatient. Yeah, and your effort is actually rewarded for something. Yep. And playing that long game is pretty good most of the time. Unless mm-hmm. you're uh, just waiting for the day that you could retire so you could live your life. That's a different thing. Yeah. I don't like that. But I know what you mean, though, about, like, the father thing. Mm-hmm. When I left California when I was 10, because uh, my mom asked me as a 10 year old if I'd like to move out of California which that's where all my family was you know I was very rational as a 10 year old um, and I was like yeah let's do it adventure and then I didn't see my family for 12 years and uh-huh. it was yeah and like I, I didn't see my dad and my brother I didn't really know what any of them were like and then I saw them for the first time like two years ago and it was a trip. I don't really have much of like void, like aching pain. I did a lot when I was a kid. Used mm-hmm. to throw knives in the walls and shit like that. It was really rough uh, teenage years. Oh yeah. But when I saw them, it wasn't any pain or anything like that. It was just you know person to person. Yeah. And it was really cool. But getting being able to bond with uh, my parents after the fact, after going through those tumultuous times with. For me as an individual and them as individuals, um, my dad often on tweaker and shit, I would never get calls and he'd always change his numbers and then it's become consistent. And it's the same with my mom, she's always been like violently crazy and stuff. So actually seeing them pull their shit together, um, it's nice to have that kind of, yeah, yeah, that shit. So I imagine when your dad got out of prison, you found out how to reconnect with each other. That must have meant the world to you. Oh, yeah, yeah. It took a while, but it was, it was definitely... You know, uh, like I can, I can trust when he said that he wasn't gonna fuck up again. Mm-hmm. You know, I could trust that he was gonna be there for me. I could trust that he was gonna take care of my little sister, and, and I could trust that he just was wasn't gonna lie to me. He's got nothing to lie about anymore, and he didn't want to jeopardize any other, you know situations where he could lose me any further and mm-hmm. and I could trust that <laughs> and that really attracted me to to pursue a, a good relationship with him yeah that's such a big thing too because all those negative emotions especially as a, a growing child or you know adolescent um, it's a really hard thing to let go of like 
like you're saying about letting go, letting go earlier and learning to let go, mm-hmm. practicing ease, like that. Yeah, I think those having those moments though, and even being able to relate to you on those moments. I talk to some people who haven't gone through experiences like those, and it's difficult for them to see that sometimes they make their own traps, or most of the time they make their own traps. Mm-hmm. I feel like this, this this pressure is growing up. It's really unfortunate that you know it happened. Is also created a sense of uh, awareness. It's definitely uh, made me a lot more street smart. Yeah, and it's especially within my son too. Cause, you know, I'm able to educate him. Mm-hmm. Before, when I was, I would imagine I've seen other people who have had uh, pretty decent lives growing up. You know, they think they got it all figured out. <laughs> they think they know how to write. You know what I mean? They don't. Yeah, yeah, and it's definitely not the case. You know, it's it's. You know, I've seen a lot of shit in my life and, and, and been through a lot of really shady, stupid situations. And even as a kid, you know, having a gun pulled on me yeah. and shit like that and because there were stolen cars at my house that were theirs, you know. Oh, jeez, yeah. And, and, and just having that, that just... Like I could die right now, kind of thing, and oh, that would be a fucking just chilling in the bone, dude. And that really, it, it really set the pace for just having my guard up and shooting first before, mm-hmm. and and asking last, you know. Yeah, and that's a hard thing too, because you miss so much, whether it's family, friends, or even otherwise, you know, like opportunity for family, friends. Mm-hmm. Is it, when you have that guard up, because you've had these experiences that are so traumatizing. That it's yeah, it wasn't even worth taking a risk. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what you mean. I mm-hmm. I used to have personas when I changed schools myself from California to uh, Everett to Stanwood to all places in Idaho. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd change every time because I couldn't figure out why I would fit in. And I was always an idea of something, if that makes sense. Yeah, you're a chameleon. Yeah, exactly. That's, a, that's what, you know, having a guard up is. Is you just adapt to the environment around you so that you're safe. And you really you don't get to express your full potential. And eventually, if you get deep in it, you have your guard up to yourself, and it's really hard to notice when it gets to that point. Yeah, I've done that. Where I had thoughts and feelings that right when I felt them, I pushed them down, and I never realized that that's really what I wanted in life or anything. Like when I was with my son's mother, it's like I don't want to be in this relationship, and I never did want to be in this relationship, but my son is ultimately the most important thing to me. So I would immediately put those emotions away and mm-hmm. put them away. And I put them away for four years. And she did too. And it was we're the creators of our own suffering. Yeah. But to tie that fucking little thread up, her and I came to the realizations that um, once again, we're people mm-hmm. trying to achieve happiness and life is relationships outside of fucking ebbs and flows all relationships do mm-hmm. and to be able to transcend the emotions and be able to meet so I'm lucky to have a friend now I'm gonna go stay with them with her and her fiance it's weird I help them with relationship things so it's I realize that those thoughts that I had that I was repressing were actually hurting me hurting my child and hurting her as a human being Mm. And the same for her. Yeah, ultimately, you know, 
regardless of whatever circumstance, you can never be able to give your full potential to somebody if you're not happy yourself. Yeah, exactly, man. And that's where it once goes back to achieving the things that you want to achieve within reason or, no, where applicable when you have a kid, not giving up completely. Because if you do, you're not of service to that child. Yeah, I mean... I mean, uh, I hate to just keep bringing it up, but the micro goals thing—it's—it's—it it's, gives you some self relief. Mm-hmm. It, it gives you a chance to achieve something that may not be what you want. You're stuck looking at that thing from down below and not being able to reach it. You every day you're not gonna fucking feel like you're good enough. Yeah. Every day you're gonna be disappointed that you didn't reach it. You didn't succeed. You didn't. You know, and it's gonna it's gonna weigh on you. Mm-hmm. You know, and it'll affect every decision thereafter. Yeah, the yeah, sure. every decision after isn't gonna be as right as it should have been, or as right as it wanted it to be. Yeah, or you you know you you get in an argument with you know your old lady or something, and as soon as it's done, you feel dumb after. You feel like I could I could have reworded that easier or better. I could have came up and approached it in a different way I didn't timeouts that's worth my son I stopped calling it timeouts I had an epiphany one day because of that he was mad at me because he's like what was it my son I cooked dinner for you will you please eat dinner instead of just salami you're going to feel like shit if you continue to do this you know your body's not going to feel very good you're going to feel tired because mm-hmm. you're just eating meat and he was like he got to the point to where he's like uh, fuck you, he didn't say that, but uh, fuck you, screw this food, bye, I'm not eating, or whatever. And he completely rejected uh, having a conversation with it or compromising it in any way. And then he gets to the point to where he'd overboil, and then he start making extremely poor choices where he'd start hitting things and um, doing things that he would ultimately regret later. So the whole idea of time out, all that really is is that I want you to go Go away from the thing that's causing your uh, negative emotions. Mm-hmm. Work your emotions out and come back to me with a clear head. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason why I put you on time. So mm-hmm. when I realized that, because I was like, I kept doing this, and I'm like, am I really right or am I just being a dickhead right now? And I brought it down to that, and I had that epiphany that that's the same for me, is that whenever I'm having an issue, if I lost my keys, if I'm having a, a confronta- confrontation with another human being, um, or trying to learn something new, if I let those, just like when you're angry and you go into train, if I let those emotions override me and I continue to do it, I'm going to go downhill. Yeah, you're not helping anybody out and you, you're making shit worse for yourself because you are not in the right mindset for that specific thing, so you are going to be expecting more than you're going to put out and you're going to be frustrated a lot faster and you're going to give yourself up and and tap out easier and, and not you know give your full potential exactly and with children it's just you can see it like almost in the micro or the macro because mm-hmm. we don't obviously when we're frustrated it doesn't look like hitting and biting and tantrums essentially well it kind of does sometimes but yeah I um sometimes yeah exactly (laughs) Uh, that's what for me whenever I got upset with my son's mom was it's weird uh, as a pathological thing where I did it because I thought I was supposed to be or else that person would continue to walk all over me which is you don't show rage to um, 
to show that you're not a doormat. That doesn't really work very well. No, it, it escalates the situation. Yeah, no physical or or verbal. Yeah, yelling and shit. Uh, I'm guilty of it too, and and that's what I mean by you know taking a step back and taking the time out and not letting it get to that point and and, and coming back at it with a logical head and and being able to walk away before it gets to that point mm-hmm. is is a really smart way to go about things exactly Easy arguments accessory. anything that's what I try to remind my son too it's probably a quiet reminder to myself but every time he's like that I don't know because for some reason when I was a kid I thought that like somehow adults can keep it all together but somehow I'm a pile of shit I can't like I'm having this tantrum something's wrong with me mm-hmm. um, might have been how my mom made me feel but anyways I'd always tell him I have struggles too right now I'm frustrated and it's very difficult for me to manage my frustrations but I am and I'm not hitting you because I don't hit you no matter how mad I get so I expect yeah. you not to hit me no matter how mad you get yeah yeah it's but I mean, in some cases, it sometimes these little assholes that become murderers and shit. <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't know. It's something about pain that makes a motherfucker want to listen. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, sometimes shit. they just uh, verbal resolution <laughs> ain't gonna cause Jimmy from you know robbing a bank. Yeah, exactly. You know. Nope. <laughs> Fuck no. You know, you gotta whoop his ass when he steals that fucking candy bar yeah. when he's three or four or whatever. You know, bank and and uh, think it's okay to get away with that shit. No, <laughs> you gotta spank him around his ass and uh, say no. This is uh, now you're grounded for a week. And the older you get, the more you rob, the longer it's gonna be. And also the idea, too, is that your thievery creates suffering amongst other people. And however, like, however bad you feel, that person feels that much worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always relating that we're just, you're just another version of me living a different life. And whatever I do that affects you, I would never want that. To, it's that golden rule bullshit when you're a kid. You know what I mean? Don't do one to others as you wouldn't want done to you. Right, 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 so, right. Yeah. And that's why I always, I always picked on, well, not necessarily picked on, but defended the kids that were getting bullied mm-hmm. when I was in high school, is because I wish somebody would have done that for me, you know? And I always feel, and it's even after that, I'm still, I'll still fucking talk to them guys, you know? Walking through the halls, just, you know, that's my little buddy now, you know? Yeah. I've always been a defender, you know. I see. I've always been the fixer, so I know. I don't know how that is. Yeah, I've always, I've always wanted to fight everybody else's fights, and, and yeah. that's why it's hard for me to corner with Matt with some of these other fighters and stuff. And it's oh, just like, yeah. oh, <laughs> oh shit! Like, listen to me. I'm, you got to get out of that position, dude. Yeah. You know. Come on, man. I see the out. Yeah. I'm fucking lose it. Yeah. If you just do it, I'd say, get up and yeah. smash him. Please. <laughs> I want to get in there. Yeah. This guy's hurting you. I know you. Yeah. I will protect you. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, have you ever had kombucha? What's that? It's like a drink that tastes like soda, cross between soda and beer. What's that? Sure. <laughs> I have, like, gallons of this shit. I'm 
gallons? Yeah. What is it like prison wine? Yeah, basically. No, oh. it's like a mushroom that you grow inside this vat of liquid and you drink the liquid. Are you kidding me? There's some. Is, is it good is it, is it like fucking psychedelics? No, not at all. It's <laughs> It smells like shit. Yeah, it does. It does. Do it's like certainly sour stuff or no. <laughs> Sarah like Red Bull? Sure, maybe. It's okay. Like lemonade? Yeah. What's this gonna do to me? Oh, oh, oh. no, it's gonna do to you. I've been sick in a year, and that's because of that. You haven't been sick in a year, it's because you're drinking fucking. I'm drinking some fucking mind control organism. You're drinking <laughs> nasty moss. Yes. Did I try to get my son to drink it, and he was like, no, no. No, that's caca water. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. That's caca water. It smells like human piss. Yeah, does it? Does it taste like human piss? Not really. Alcohol? No. No? <laughs> tastes like apple cider. Really? Yeah. Yeah, see, that's, ba- that's what apple cider is made out of. Well, is yeast, not that shit. Close. It's got fucking mold no, growing on the not top. it's mold in it. That's mold, sir. <laughs> I know mold when I see it. <laughs> Mold's it's fuzzy. on my bread when I make my sandwiches every day. <laughs> You're supposed to cut that shit away. You know. That's why I haven't been sick. <laughs> I heard if you use it to wipe your ass with every day, that then it's you super get beneficial. hemorrhoids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the speed bumps when you fuck. Not when I fuck, sir. That's exit only, okay? Oh, God. Just when I shit. <laughs> Don't ever look up what is it. Fuck. It's, it's like shit fountain or... Just don't tell me. <laughs> yeah. I got ruined when I was a kid because, uh, you know... Well, are we not. online? Is this yeah, on? Yeah, we are. Yeah. <laughs> shit fountain. <laughs> shit fountain. No, sir. <laughs> no. Nope. I got, when I was a kid, LimeWire was out, right? Yeah, yeah. Parents were competent with the computer compared to kids. Um, I just cannot stand the smell of this. <laughs> oh, my God. It's not bad, but I just, as soon as I take a whiff. Oh, yes. Oh, I pissed. Yeah. You know, I did, I did, I was in the kitchen last night, my pants down. Oh, really? I think so. <laughs> that is... Pungent. Yeah, it is very pungent. <laughs> <laughs> if you pull it out earlier, I have this other shit, and it's sweet because it hasn't eaten all the sugar yet. Basically, what it is is like a hockey puck, small. It actually started off this big, uh-huh. and now I have like six of them. And what it does is it's bacteria and yeast. So the yeast eats sugar and makes alcohol. Right? What's bacteria? The mold? The, yeah, maybe. <laughs> That's fucking mold. I no. knew it. You lying son of a bitch. No. Unbelievable. They, they'll they eat the fucking alcohol from the yeast, and then it creates acid. And so that's why so I'm drinking like, acid. Yes, you're drinking acid. You're going to trip balls. Don't you tell me that. <laughs> acid like in a... Don't drug me like Ted cider. Bundy, motherfucker, <laughs> and stick it in my cornhole, all right? It's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to put it all over Snapchat. I've been sipping on this. That's why. I don't trust you. <laughs> oh, shit. I almost got slipped. As soon as I start to feel woozy, I'm going to hop over that fucking guardrail. <laughs> I'm going to put you in... Oh, shit. I wish I had a basement. Fuck. Yeah, it's your neighbor downstairs. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I don't think they'd appreciate that no, if you got me all not. chained up. I'll have to go pick up the lift man. To the living room. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. You actually like the taste, though? It's not that bad. That surprises me. Not that bad. It, it looks... <laughs> it looks horrible. Dude, it looks like Shrek piss. Yeah, that's basically what it is. Oh, it's man. It's like my piss after a day's much coffee. Mm-hmm. How many of those you got back there? I don't want. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, you're just using your mother's bowls. Yeah, basically. Oh my gosh. Just touch it. I don't want to touch it's that. It's fucking gross. God, that looks like afterbirth. <laughs> it's, yeah. Ugh. Oh, so. Oh, I should probably shouldn't. Um, I tried really hard for the placenta. Not the placenta. Yeah, placenta, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that didn't work out too well at all. What about it? I wanted to eat it. You wanted to eat it? Next. Hispanic people do that shit. Your last name's Nelson. Yeah. You're not Hispanic at all. <laughs> no. That's what this mustache is for. Uh, what are you, incognito? <laughs> yes, I am. I'm trying to fit in and assimilate and shit. Boys. Your fucking porno stash? <laughs> Look like a gay mech magician. Oh, I was going for Ron Jeremy, except a little less fat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. They said it's supposed to be good. I got into this thing where... Um, I started blending raw liver and putting it in ice cube trays and putting it in my smoothies. Um, Why would you? They said it was healthy because I'm trying to eat more liver because of vitamin A and D and iron deficiency. But this on the website, they're like, yeah, you can't taste it or whatever. <laughs> it just tastes like I just drank like a bottle of blood. Ugh. It's disgusting. Can't get over that shit. Do you do any uh, outside training? Outside of uh, sparring and uh, training in martial arts and physical shit? Uh, no. No? Your cardio always been on point? No. Oh, no? Okay. No, no. You can definitely tell in the in the gym. Sometimes I do over. So. It, it's it's uh, two to three days a week is pushing it. Mm-hmm. Um, Lady needs a lot of help with the yeah. baby and stuff and whatnot. Bet, man. How old's the little one? Seven months. Seven, yeah, seven months. Because you get to that period, I think, what, one year and a half was a breakthrough period for me. And yeah. that means that I just, I was able to have more, do more things. He's a little more independent. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's starting to sit up and then play with his own toys and oh, stuff. Really? Kind of, you know, kind of playing with himself and stuff. And that's giving us a lot more time to, you know, clean up the house Play-ing again. <laughs> um, playing with toys. <laughs> it's always <laughs> you pervert. I do drive a van. Oh man! <laughs> How many and windows are on that bad boy? There's actually none. Oh, except Jesus! One big window, and it's not good for jerking off. You did drug me, didn't you? Yes, I did. It's always nice because then you guys start getting your own time and stuff. I don't know if you guys have gotten that when he was younger, but. Uh, no, that's why it's it's kind of been like this. Mm-hmm. You know, me training, and when I get some free time to watch the kid, she'll go do something. And yeah. Other than that, yeah, she's been just getting back to work and, and full time and mm-hmm. whatnot. What's she Ah, uh, shit. She uh, she's uh, the insurance company that. 
deals with the hospital and patients and, and bills. Yeah, it's pays good. Right. So. Fuck yeah, dude. And uh, we need it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, That's for sure. Dude, Bud and family, man, you need everything you can get. Mm-hmm. That is for damn sure. But between my the three of us, uh, my son's mother, his stepdad, and I, it's like they barely covered it all. And mm-hmm. three people made fuck ton of money. You know, I mean, in terms of like caring for a child and shit like that. So, yeah, I know how it is. It's a struggle, and it it's crazy too because kind of like what you're saying before is pursuing something um working a job to be able to make ends meet and then also being there in the child's life is a very difficult balance um and the way that it's set up right now i don't know i hope to see things change in the future because my firm belief is you're not very valuable as a painter you're more valuable as a tattoo artist or a mixed martial artist because you like it so much, so like what you're saying is, I don't care, I work for free on something. Like you would go out of your way just for the sake of it. Yeah, that's where the passion lies. Mm, for society's sake, you will give back to society way more doing those things than you would as a painter. Yeah, you'll see, you'll, you'll definitely see my full potential in those two things. Mm. Society should be set, I know society is not meant to be fair, and it shouldn't be fair, I really, I don't think you can create a complete level playing field, but I think what it needs to have the opportunity out there for people to actually pursue and discover their purpose because they don't teach you in school what what's your purpose what you know what do you yeah. like to do yeah they just go to school because it's the highest paying job yep and i was fucking in alternative school um i got expelled when i was a kid because i i overdosed when i was 11 and then um i got left in the ditch by my friends like hosed me off and shit um took off all my clothes threw me in the ditch luckily they did a half a mile from the school uh, while during a school event that we weren't attending, so that counted as being on school property. And I got put on school probation. And the, everyone in the town of 2000 thought I was a drug addict, essentially, which wasn't really the case. Um, so no one was allowed to hang out with me, nor would they. And uh, I started, they started accusing me like teachers of selling cigarettes because I smelled like cigarettes because my mom smelled. And I never did. And then also of like altering grace. So anything that went wrong was the first person that they would accuse. Yeah, they just wrote you off after that. Yeah, and so I was like, fuck this. I'm going to just smoke weed and go on school probation. I went to the alternative school. And I, from there, my, I'm so happy that I did, dude. I met the most real people between teachers and students. Students that went through hardship. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people in your situation that you know just got caught up in, in something that you're not, and and now you're looked at like that for the rest of your life, and exactly. it's not it's not fair. I've I've done it too. I've I've been in alternative school. Like I was not even allowed on Burlington school property. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! That must make you feel like outcast. Yeah, I was with all the gang members and the other kids that uh, you know. We we went to school half the day. And the other half, we were out doing community service. And that's what we were doing. And, and yeah, so. And that's the thing, too, though, is that's dangerous, that system. Because it locks that idea of yourself in. It can, anyways. I think it often does. To where yeah, you have this. more acceptance of this is the path I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I can only go towards and not 
be like all the other kids at the, at the regular school and make it to college and make it to my dreams and shit and and just like being fearless when it comes to um, mixed martial arts or drawing or, or expressing you know that cur- courage and fear yeah. um, it it's a benef- extremely beneficial um, because you go further in whatever you're pursuing but just like with that shit just with darkness and what you're pursuing you'll go further than that too it's hard to dig yourself out definitely yeah yeah it's it's, uh it's a lot easier to dig yourself into reps than to pull yourself out of them yeah it is that's why it's lucrative though i guess Mm -hmm. okay i'm gonna on the next one we're gonna talk about some fantasy football Dang. We're going to get loose with this shit. All right. I'm in. I'm going to get baked. You're going to get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Deal. Sounds good I ain't drinking your piss, though, okay? <laughs> oh, God damn it. I'm selling my piss. <laughs> 50 cents. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So much shit like that. Tap. That shit's free. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah, thank you. That was awesome. Yeah, dude. That was a pleasure. Hey friends, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode as much as I did. I had a great time kind of unraveling uh, Joe's insecurities and it really gave me a lot of insight into my own and how I have these impulsive reactions out of fear of being vulnerable and um, not just vulnerable, but yeah, I'd say vulnerable or I felt like, like letting down my guard essentially. And a surprising amount of people struggle with that. The thing that I found the most interesting were the people that I thought were the most uh, confident, if you will, turned out to be the most insecure. And that confidence was a manifestation of an overcompensation due to, from their insecurity. There's a lot of words that I threw in there. The fuck? <laughs> but it gave me a lot of clarity. It used to make me freeze. I'd see these giants who um, were very skilled in whatever discipline that they pursued. And I thought that I wasn't on the same level. I thought that I was weaker for some sort of reason. And I realized that that's an illusion. I don't know. Maybe all you guys already have. But I just kind of like uh, like sharing these experiences because I like to think that we can all benefit from it. I know that I sure have. And I'm excited to see what Joe does with his MMA career. And his artwork is fucking incredible. If you like his artwork, go check him out. Joe Rowetter on Instagram and Facebook. I don't think he has a Twitter. But just trying to figure this stuff out. And I hope your guys' life is going well. And you're working hard to figure your stuff out. Thank you guys for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and share the living shit out of it. I want you to break the internet. I know you can't do that. I'm not that naive. But if you can give it a shot, I'd appreciate it. All right. You guys have a good day.